Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul. BlakeRadio.com. Greetings and welcome to Topically Yours on the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Schuler. Well, you know what? It's June, and many of us recall it's the month that Michael Jackson died. You know, it's hard to believe it's been six years since the king of pop passed, yet his music continues to be as vital as ever, and the world still seeks to honor his memory. Producer Darren Ross is doing just that through his production, Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson. Each year, the show is refined and made greater than the year before. And this year, Lavelle Smith Jr. has become part of the show. Lavelle worked with Michael Jackson for 23 years as a dancer and choreographer. He has served as dancer, choreographer, and creative consultant 
with some of the biggest artists in the pop genre. Lavelle has worked with such artists as Beyonce, Usher, Deanna Ross, Brown, Destiny's Child, Janet Jackson, In Vogue, TLC, George Michael, and Ricky Martin, just to name a few. And some of his commercial work includes companies such as Guinness, L'Oreal, Guess, Levi's, Paul Mitchell's Hair Care, Converse, Virginia Slims, Revlon, Arid X Dry, and U.S. Air. And also Bessie Award winner and creator of the Michael Jackson tribute show, Invincible, Darren Ross came from a hip-hop theater background and worked with some of the best in the business, such as Judith Jameson, Robert Battle, Maurice Hines, Rennie Harris, Brandon Albright, and others. Therefore, he sought to bring magic to the stage and has done throughout his career, and done so throughout his entire career. Through the creation of his show, Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson, Mr. Ross's goal has been to bring back the spirit and essence of seeing Michael Jackson alive again. And those of you who have seen the show, verify that Mr. Ross has done just that. Invincible is the number one Michael Jackson tribute show. And with the help of MJ impersonators Pete Carter and Jeffrey Perez and this year Lavelle Smith, whose dance routines is sure to add extra excitement to the show. Well, I have Darren Ross here, and LaValle is going to be joining us a little later. But let's welcome Darren Ross to the show. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, Darren. Yes, same here, Deirdre. I think this is our third time uh, having an, mm-hmm. an interview with you, so this is great. Well, as I say, it's always my pleasure. And uh, we always try to talk about something new and exciting. Exactly. So, you know, well, before I, uh, I get into it, tell the, the listeners who haven't heard the show your your background. I read some of it, but, you know, I'm sure I didn't tell everything. Oh, that's a great question, Deirdre. I have been in the entertainment industry since 1985. I started out with Jam On Productions. The people were responsible for the monster hits, Jam On It, Wiki, 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 Computer Aids, Push the Button, and many others. Um, I then did national television with uh, Dance Party USA and a show called One House Street. And sometime in 92, I formed a record company called IQ Records with a good friend of mine, Keith Davis. And we started a lot of the Philadelphia hip-hop artists that people know today. The major one is The Roots, Bahamadia, and even Victor Duplay. And I pretty much have worked with everyone that is famous in Philadelphia at some time. Um, also in 92, I started the first hip hop dance company to bring hip hop dance to the concert stage. That company, Rennie Harris Pure Movement, is the king of hip hop dance theater to this date. We created a hip hop version of Romeo and Juliet called Roman Jewels, and that became the longest touring hip hop theater show in the history of theater. Uh, this is where I was awarded my Bessie Award for Sound Design and Composition. I have also worked with and mentored many other hip-hop artists, companies throughout the years, such as Ill Style and Peace Productions, uh, which I think two years ago I became a cultural ambassador for the United States going to Russia, Belarus, and the Ukraine. 
um, and many other commissions to the Pennsylvania Ballet. Worked with uh, Judith Jamison, Robert Battle, and Rennie, and Stevie Wonder on the Ballet Love Stories for Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. The next year after that, I worked again with Miss Jamison on her ballet, Reminiscent. Uh, I created a major uh, ballroom dance show called Champions of the Dance that toured in 2008-2009. And then in 2010, I started uh, what would become Invincible. Uh, we started at Lehman Center in the Bronx. It was an amazing show that forever has changed my life and a lot of people that have been our fans since then. Well, what gave you the idea to create Invincible? Because it seems like it would be a lot of work to put that together, an expensive endeavor at that. Uh, well, the idea came from back in 84, I'm telling my age, I went to see my mother scraped up a lot of coins. To my sister and I and my girlfriend, we went to see Michael Jackson and his, and his brothers at the Victory Tour in Philadelphia at Veterans Stadium. And the feeling I got, I mean, we already loved the music. You know, we I had grown up loving all the Jackson songs and buying all of their albums. And, you know, with Thriller, Michael really made a statement by coming out with all the videos such as Beat It, Thriller, Billie Jean. You know, they were amazing videos. And to see them transform live on stage, I was hooked for life. Lifelong fan of his work. And I wanted to recreate that feeling again for people live on stage. Michael, after all the things that came out and against him he really didn't tour the u.s as much as i felt he should i think the last performance he did was in 2001 in new york and that was really more or less like a, a big commemorative of appearance with him and his brothers honoring what they had done they had their own set but it wasn't really a full tour so invincible i wanted to recreate that feeling that i received back then as a teenager when i saw the jacksons perform live along with uh, reimagining the videos for the new generation. And what I say about that is I didn't want to just bring the videos to life and just do them in front of you. I wanted to recreate them as if Michael was doing a tour now. And I think that's what makes Invincible special. We don't just do the songs verbatim. I think I've kind of twisted them in my own Darren Ross fashion and brought them more up to date. Uh, with what's current so that n the new generation can appreciate what Michael Jackson and his legacy has done for all of us. Well, tell me, how do you go about getting the impersonators? How do you find people that sound like Michael, look like Michael? Tell me. Well, part of that is I have to give credit to my wife. My wife is always tediously looking for new talent, exposing me to new people, uh, letting me view other MJ impersonators that are up and coming. And sometimes we respond. If I really like someone's work, I'll respond and I'll say, hey, I'm the producer of Invincible. I like your work. These are some things I'd love for you to work on and maybe one day we'll work together. And it's been really um, exciting meeting MJ tribute artists all around the globe that respect our work, respect the the rise of the show and, you know, just the, the positive comments they have said. And, you know, a lot of them would love to eventually be, you know, in the show. So we, we, we have a great MJ impersonator community. 
thanks to my wife again for, you know, making that all happen because I'm so busy trying to keep the cast, trying to book the dates and build the tours and, you know, and create the, the product that you see that she's always looking for new upper and comers that could possibly fit in the roles in the show. Is she a professional talent scout or she just developed the talent? I think I've groomed her to be that professional talent scout because we've done so many different shows over the year years um, that she's seen the good and she's seen, she's seen what's good and what's bad or not. We shouldn't say bad because everybody's in the performing arts profession, but what we don't like or what we feel is not something that we would want to produce or, or put out with our Ross Live Entertainment brand. Well, I, I should mention that uh, Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson, will be in New Jersey, at, in Newark, New Jersey, to be specific, and it's going to be at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center or New Jersey Practice on June 13th at 8 p.m. And then it's also going to be in New York at the famed Apollo Theater on Friday, June 19th. So tell me about how you went about getting it in both those esteemed venues. I think I'm, I'm truly blessed. Uh, NJ Pack was a labor of love. Uh, you know, it was a toss up. I was working for a long time to solidify that deal. But, and you know, this is the ironic thing, you know, the guy called me and said, Hey, I want to do you. But at the same time, somebody's trying to bring the Jacksons in. I said, Oh Lord. Oh, okay. Okay. The Jacksons. Okay. How can I possibly compete? the Jacksons. They said, give me a few moments. I'm trying to sort this out. So whatever he had to do, it took him about a month to get back to me. So, you know, we were saying, oh, well, I guess that's not going to happen. And, and, you know, I felt it's okay. If it's not going to happen, it's not meant for it to happen. And I, got, I received a call and he said, hey, I've done it, you know, and we're going to move ahead with bringing your show to our, our venue. And, you know, we are blessed to be in Prudential Hall First time presented at NJ Pack, but not in Victoria Hall, which is still a great venue and theater. Uh, but we're in the big, the big theater, 2,800 seats, and uh, this is something that's going to be amazing. I've expanded the cast, the biggest cast ever, over 40 persons. This wow. is just going to be a, a, a show of shows. Uh, this is the sixth year, and I think the best year. Last week in Springfield, we just rocked that house, and if they're just an inkling, and we did a couple things we're going to do at NJPAC, but it's just going to be over the top. This this is like the show of shows for any MJ fan and any MJ music lover. You've got to come out. June 13th starts the tour, um, and LaBelle will be there. He's my special VIP guest there, and we are just going to rock the night away like no other. I'm really bringing it like no other. I mean, it's just really, truly a blessing to – have Lavelle aboard this year because Lavelle closes the gap on all the things we did not know. And he's there to, yeah. to say what they did. And that's totally invaluable. Uh, years ago, I did a show called Legends of Hip Hop with Rennie Harris, and we got to work with all the people, the pioneers that created all the different dance styles like breaking, popping, locking. And to go from the original foundation of the movement is invaluable to any stage production. So having Lavelle aboard and, you know, saying, okay, you did Ghost, and, and what were you and Michael thinking, and this is the movement, 
and we're getting it from the person that was there when it was created. It's nothing like that. The authenticity value of the show this year is off the Richter scale. The wow factor of this year's show is off the Richter scale. If you are a Michael Jackson fan, if you love his music, and I know a lot of people say, oh, it's just a tribute show. No, this is more. Even Lavelle said, you can't really put Invincible in any kind of uh, category. It's different than anything he's seen. And he's well, just blown away by appetite, Can you give us a hint as to what is goes within this show? I know it's quite the extravaganza, but what is the show comprised of? Uh, okay, the, the show. What is the show comprised? Yeah, what can the fans expect to see? Uh, well, I believe there's nothing out there on the planet like Invincible. I started out wanting to give people a chance to relive the concert feeling of seeing and hearing Michael Jackson live again on stage. Then I envisioned doing the videos live on stage, which we already discussed but adding my own twist to them to make them more vibrant for today's generation. It has always been a labor of love for me. I am a 100% diehard fan of Michael Jackson, his music, his videos, and preserving the positive memory of his legacy. And I've just poured all that every year into what would I want to see? What have we not done? What can I try to do different? What can I bring to the stage that's going to make the person that has already seen us like yourself, you've seen us a few times. What's going to make you jump on your feet and just be like, wow, oh, my God. And what can I do? Because it's just like, and I don't want to take this, this is not, this is not good, but if you take any kind of thing that gives you an, a natural high, what can I do? You know, each time you do that, you have to go to the next level. So I'm saying, what can I bring this year that for that repeat performance person can make them go to that same level of euphoria that they went the year before? And this show is just going to be amazing. I, I've created so much stuff. And then bringing Lavelle Smith Jr. aboard, the guy that choreographed, he danced alongside Michael Jackson just to bring it home, be there as creative consultant slash choreographer. This year is just a whole different experience. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm just getting blown away. Every day we rehearse, every day we do edits, every day I do video. It's just, stellar uh, uh, feeling. Well, we just talked about the theatrics of it, so let's let's talk a minute of, about the business end of it. What goes into promoting a show like that? I suspect ticket sales are essential. Uh, that's true, that's true. Um, and that's a really good question. I mean, we do we do a lot of online marketing. I think letting the fans spread the word helps a lot uh, because the fans know something that's good. And there have been a lot of tribute shows or memorial shows that are really not that good. They are put together with just people that throw people together in a room or in a show. And there's really no creative director or producer that really has an ultimate vision that will enthrall the fans. Um, so, the fans know about Invincible, and they spread the word. We, we say we're going to be at a date. They let each other know. Uh, they'll create event pages. So online has been essential, uh, as well as, you know, radio, print, and television. And a few few things that we do that is our little secret that I really don't want to spread to everyone because then everyone will start doing it. But 
we are definitely blessed to have Lavelle Smith Jr. And also we have a really surprised person coming aboard, which uh, I'll discuss if you want to ask me about it. <laughs> and as well as many incredible VIP guests on future dates. I want to also say again to the listening audience that's interested in seeing the shows. Again, as we said, it's going to be at New Jersey Pat in Newark, New Jersey. And if you want to get tickets, you can go to Ticketmaster or you can call the New Jersey PAC box office at 888-466-5722. And you computer guys, go online at www.NewJerseyPAC.org. So hurry up and go get your tickets. And um, I'm going to mention the Apollo a little bit later, but I want to also mention that at New Jersey PAC, you're offering VIP tickets. I don't know how many are left. You might want to speak to that and how what someone would have to do to get the VIP tickets. Okay, yeah. Uh, we started at NJPAC because we're bringing in VIP guests uh, where people can get the best seats in the house. They can get a commemorative tour poster that's going to be exclusive to that venue. They can meet the cast, get a professional photo by a professional photographer, and it's something that we're doing so that fans can get a one-on-one with the performers, uh, Jeffrey, Pete, and myself, and also Lavelle Smith, Jr. And we're going to move it forward across the country. Uh, and, you know, when I was in Springfield, we were going to do it in Springfield, and a lot of people were asking about it. But we, and, I, and Lavelle did come to Springfield, but more so to relive the last show uh, that we were doing of our, you know, last year's season to see where we were doing that. And then like the next two weeks or we're all in rehearsals all day, every day, just getting ready for the new stuff. A lot of new creations for the new product. And we want you to come out. We need, we need everyone's support. This is, like I said, a labor of love. Uh, I really try to do Michael Jackson total justice by having only the world's best impersonators ripping and tearing it up on stage they sound like Michael Jackson. They look like Michael Jackson. We have the dancers on point dancing and just uh, giving up. We have a live band. I have a lot of surprises, like I said, and you'll be thrilled at both the NJ Pack on June 13th and at the Apollo on June 19th. And, you know, the Apollo is really a special thing for me because I have uh, – uh, come together with Sunsong Productions. Sunsong Productions were the people that uh, promoted the Victory and Triumph tours in this Eastern region back in the day. And they they promoted a lot of new artists and older artists, R&B artists. So they're, they're one of the original black promotion companies. I've aligned myself with them and we're planning a 20 city tour uh, throughout September through November of this year and a 50-plus city tour next year. So this is really wow. an amazing uh, partnership that we start at the Apollo. And so are you we're starting just, in the East Coast and then moving west? Or? Yes, we're, we're going all around. I, ha- I don't have all the tour dates, but I do know some cities, you know, and, and it's just going to be amazing. Like I said, we're we're planning 20 dates going through September through November 
and of this year. And then even next year, we're planning 50 plus city tour for next year. And it's going to be amazing over the top. Um, so this was truly a blessing aligning myself with Sunsong Productions and their vision of how they want to take the show worldwide and them bringing in the endorsements that we need so that we stay the number one tribute show, MJ tribute show in the world. Well, you know, I hope that after people see the show that some of the celebrities will definitely be there to at least host some of your shows in the future and, and even endorse a sponsor or even companies. Some of these big companies can also do that. Are you looking into that kind of sponsorship like Coca-Cola or Pepsi or various corporations? You know, Deirdre, I would love to get sponsors aboard. And now that we have Lavelle and even um, Joe coming aboard, which I didn't mention, but I think adding sponsors can take the show's touring schedule and production value to an even greater height. Uh, everything is starting to come up, come together. And I think it's all thanks to Sunsong and, and I collaborating on this tour and, you know, just the, the, the route, routing dates we've already had. We have dates through July and August that will be announced on the site. Uh, but this is just going to be an amazing year for Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson. And we started off, like I said, you do not want to miss NJ Pack on June 13th. And then once you see that, you're going to want to definitely come to the Apollo, but the Apollo has less seats. So you need to jump aboard and get your tickets and let's enjoy MJ season. This is the season where mm-hmm. this is the sixth anniversary of his passing, and we miss Michael so, so much. I miss him every day. I always honor say, well, him. What would, yes. I, I say, what would he have done now? What would he have given to us now? What if this is it that happened? But with Invincible, you don't have to worry. You'll get to feel his spirit and his essence like no other tribute show in the world. I I pour my blood, sweat, and tears into every performance, and I only want to bring the best impersonators and the best performers to the concert stage to honor his legacy and his spirit. And again, it starts June 13th and JPEG and then culminates at the Apollo Theater. And, of course, we then go on even further to Amarillo, Texas on June 26th. There's dates all throughout July and August that will be announced on our website. We're at RossLiveENT.com. So it's R-O-S-S-L-I-V-E-E-N-T.com. We are also on Facebook as Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson. Uh, we're on Instagram as at Invincible Show, all one word. We're on Twitter as at Ross Live MJ, all one word. All right, you're covering the gamut. Now, uh, we were expecting, <laughs> and it seems like you're succeeding. And we were expecting Laval Smith Jr. Oh, and yeah, I understand I'm that his plane was a little late. So he's not right. with us yet, but hopefully he will be. Um, with Sun Song Productions coming aboard, um, I don't know. Well, I think this is a great time to bring up uh, Joe Jackson. Oh, yes. So now, I we have Joe Jackson saw the video and fell in love with it. That's, that's correct. Joe Jackson saw the video of the show, and he's just like, he says this show is the most amazing tribute show he's ever seen in the world ever. 
I don't want to give a lot of, about, but Joe's coming aboard eventually to endorse this show, and uh, he may possibly be my VIP guest at the Apollo. We're working on that right now. But as I say, Invincible, we're blessed. We have Lavelle coming aboard as our creative consultant slash choreographer this year. We have Joe Jackson endorsing the show. So this is definitely a fan event that you do not want to miss. People like this just don't come to any other tribute show or any Michael Jackson act. It really has to be something special that they feel is touching lives and honoring uh, the legacy of Michael Jackson. So like like we're saying for this whole call, NJ Pack on June 13th, the Apollo on June 19th, and many other tours going past that. Uh, we'll be announcing the dates on websites, and, and you can also, really our Facebook page has a lot of in, information. Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson. Well, I also want to add, as uh, Darren said, that he is uh, taking the show to the Apollo. Uh, his company, uh, Ross Live Entertainment, in association with Sun Song Productions, is putting on the show in Apollo. And those who want to buy tickets, you can buy them at Ticketmaster.com, or you can call the Apollo box office at 212-531-5305. Again, that's 212-531-5305. And I encourage you to do so before the tickets are gone. Now, That's correct. Tell me about the, the impersonators. Uh, the ones I know are, you've had several over the years, but uh, the present ones are Jeffrey Perez and Pete Carter. Tell me about that. Well, I'll start with Pete. Pete Carter is a sweet, definitely a sweet soul, uh, 100% fan, lover of Michael Jackson all his life. I think he's been impersonating Michael Jackson. I think he was doing it 10 years before Michael's passing. Uh, and Pete would go around. He went to Netherland or Neverland a few times. He saw Michael many times in his lifetime. And towards the end of, uh, I think around 2007, 2008, Pete would run into Michael even more. And Michael told Pete, I like what you're doing, man. I really honor what you're, you're keeping my legacy a lot. I really feel Michael didn't realize uh, the impact he had on society with his older works. He was always trying to uh, go to that next level uh, with his next project. And I think that's why we, after Invincible in 2001, we never received a new pro product because Michael was always recording, but he was never satisfied. He was such a perfectionist. So anyway, he met Pete and, you know, a few months before he passed, Pete ran into him again, and he told Michael, you know, the only tattoo I would ever get on me is if you sign my back. And Michael was, you know, shocked. He was happy, and he said, okay. And then we have the picture of Michael signing Pete's back with a Sharpie, and later that evening, Pete went to a tattoo parlor and had it permanently engraved on his back. So wow. we have the blessing from Michael of Pete Carter, or to Pete Carter, as being an impersonator, which is very rare. I mean, everyone in the impersonator business says, oh, I'm I'm claiming it, and, you know, Michael endorsed me, but, you know, you rarely see a picture. I think there was one other person I saw. Uh, I don't remember. I don't want to say names because I may say the wrong one, but one other person I did see Michael in a picture with a sword knighting him. Uh, but um, 
Pete is the only other person I've seen with a picture of Michael actually signing his back and with him, you know, taking a pose. Uh, so we have that proof to show that Michael did know what Pete was doing and pretty much gave him his blessing to be an impersonator. Uh, and Pete's lifelong uh, um, mission. And Michael himself bless- endorsed him, right? That that Right, he, he definitely he... endorsed him. Yes. But Pete's uh, yeah. mission is to keep the positive memory of Michael Jackson, all of our mission, the whole cast and myself, the positive memory of Michael Jackson alive and vibrant in everyone's hearts. Uh, and then let me just another plug. You got to come see us again, June 13th at NJPAC and also June 19th culminating at the Apollo. I mean, I, this is going to be over the top this year. I've really uh, tried to make Invincible on steroids. We have 40 plus cast members. I've just got things that are going to just blow your mind. It's going to be the fan event of the season. Uh, you need to get your VIP tickets if you want to meet Lavelle, myself, and um, Pete Carter and Jeffrey Perez. And let me talk about Jeffrey because you did say mention Jeffrey. Jeffrey Perez uh, is a true gem. I mean, he is an impersonator that truly has the vocal cords of Michael Jackson inside his body. I have never mm-hmm. met anyone, and I've worked with the best, that can cover the repertoire of Michael material, material from different eras. You name it. He can go from the whiz, you can't win, all the way up to uh, speechless or cry from the Invincible album. He can do everything, and he does it well, and he makes you want to cry. Because you really feel like you're hearing Michael again. And that's what it has always been for me uh, in creating the show content, producing and directing the show. I want people to feel like they get that feeling I received in 1984 at that victory tour. The the joy, the love. Uh, it just was it's, it's such a positive feeling. And I feel we've done that with Invincible. And like I said, this year is going to be even better, even better. With Joe, with Lavelle coming aboard, this is just going to be really an over-the-top, amazing experience for all of us. Well, where where, where do is uh, Pete from, and, and where is uh, where do they where, uh, where Pete, are they born? Do you know? Yeah, Pete is from Tom's River, New Jersey. Um, and he's just an amazing impersonator. Pete just did GQ magazine. Pete has been in a lot of magazines uh, photographed as Michael Jackson. So he's really a stunning lookalike. He's been in a lot of current magazines. Like I said, he just did GQ. He'll be in next month's issue. Uh, a lot of National Enquirer uh, photos are like Michael Jackson was seen here. They're really Pete Carter. Uh, Jeffrey hails from Springfield, Illinois, which we just came from. And we did an amazing coming home concert last weekend and he currently lives in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, I also wanted to ask you, do you think that uh, the audience uh, since Michael's death is is really feeling the void and they're clamoring for music and videos and a tour such as yours and that what you do is you give them at least for two hours, Michael back again. Uh, yes, I definitely feel that, and I and it, I get reaffirmed every time we do a show. You know, initially I did this show for fans like myself, but all types of people come. 
even people that aren't believers, and then they're the ones afterwards that are crying. I mean, I'm after the show last week, Deirdre, this gentleman just came up to me and he grabbed me. He was like shaking me. He was like, "Oh my God, what you've done! What you've done! This, this is, this is, you're, this is so good. This, you made me feel. You, oh, you know, you touched me, and I just, you know, I feel like wow. That just reaffirms what I'm, my mission is and what the company's mission is on trying to bring the, the most accurate representation of seeing Michael Jackson feeling his spirit and presence live on stage like no other. So I implore you, again, get your tickets to today. If you can get the VIP experience at NGPAC, I don't know how many are left. I don't think that many. We initially put 200 out, and they sold out, and we put more. But there's not many more VIP experiences left. And I really want the true fans to meet myself, Lavelle, Jeffrey, and Pete. And, you know, let's have a rocking good time because I'm going to take you through the hits like no other. I think the, the presenter told me we did two and a half hours in Springfield. The shows are pretty long, but they seem like 10 minutes to me because I could go all night if we could. Well, and also the the uh, the VIP people, they also get a poster, right, of, of the six anniversary? Oh, yes, they get a poster. I mean, we have other merchandise that we do sell that we hope that people come and are ready to support the company. It helps us, you know, go around other states um, and do things uh, such as we get more costuming and, you know, build our production value, which I think people that come to see the NJ Pack show will see that I put a lot into this year. We really expanded the production value of the show and of the show content. I've added more musicians. I've added more of everything. It's just really going to be an amazing experience. Well, not to be outdone, I'm going to try Smooth Criminal. One
Well, you know, Darren, we've been talking a little while, but uh, Lavelle Smith Jr. has just joined us. You know, we've been waiting for him, so here he is. How are you, Lavelle? I'm great. Hello, how are you? I'm really good. It's a pleasure to uh, talk with you. Um, um, Why don't you, uh, Darren's been talking for a while, so uh, uh, (laughs) he'll move over for a moment so you can chat. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? Well, um, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I studied at the Performing Arts School here in Louisville, Kentucky. And I got a chance to travel to Chicago and New York and travel, you know, learn different different techniques during my uh, high school years, during the summers. And um, I thought I wanted to be a ballet dancer, but somehow jazz took over, and then, of course, jazz turned into hip-hop. And I moved to L.A. at 19 after being uh, in a professional dance company in Chicago for two years, at 17 to 19. Moved to L.A., and that's when it started. Well, tell me how you gained your love of dancing. Was it always in your blood, or what attracted you to it? You know, I remember being really young, maybe four, five, six, and watching all the TV specials. The Ed Sullivan Show, um, I think Cher had a show, the Jacksons had a show. There was always uh, TV shows and award shows with dancing, and I thought, I want to do that. And also I remember my, my stepfather took me to the Louisville Ballet when I was very young, and I saw The Nutcracker. And, um, yeah, it changed my life. Yeah, that's a, that's a lovely piece. All kids love that one. Yeah. Um, did you find, because um, oftentimes for African Americans, when they enter certain genres, there there's a barrier. I know a young lady who's been trying to break into the opera industry, and it's been quite a struggle. Was it that way for you? It it was. Um, I remember being in high school, forming our school, Louisville, Kentucky. Fantastic teachers. I had teachers of different races, which was great. But my ballet teachers at um, Forming Arts and also at the University of Louisville, I studied there on scholarship during the time I was in school. So I would go to school and study, and then I would go after school and study with the, uh, the Louisville Ballet School. And so I got the opportunity to dance. But I think as far as me actually becoming a ballet dancer, I think that they didn't believe that it was really going to be possible. The novelty of that wore off for me. But, yes, I did find that it's, it was very, I mean, thank God for Misty Copeland now and the Desmond Richardsons and the other black ballet dancers that are in Cuba. They're doing amazing things. It's possible. But in my day, yes, it was difficult. But I always said, if I really wanted to do it, I could do it. But like I said, jazz well, I took over. And, that was what? What was the excuse? Well, the, the way her I, body was proportioned, or what? Supposedly, it is always because our bodies aren't muscular. You know, the same kind of musculature, which I think is ridiculous because you can change your body's musculature. So um, I don't know, but that, that was always the excuse I heard: body type, not color, but body type. But that, but that mm-hmm. was due to color. I was I assumed so. But it happens in L.A. when I was very young, starting out there, too, maybe 1920. Um, they would have a very dark-skinned black guy, and then they'd ask me if I'd mind playing another race, you know, a, a Brazilian or a Cuban or a Spanish person. And I said, no, I just want to dance on TV, so you can call me whatever you want to call me. But, yeah, it, it exists, and it's sad. But the thing is, you just don't give up. Hear what they say, use it as a vitamin. The word no should be a vitamin. And keep going. Keep going. You have to have a passion. That's what it is. The passion drives you. You have to have 
You're right. You're right. You have to, you have to be passionate about it and being talented. Be better than the people that they hire. Do your best to be better. As good as is not good enough. Be better than. Well, isn't that the black anthem? We always be better than the other guy because we have to be. Well, that's what my mom always told me. Whether it was schoolwork, uh, dance, whatever I did, gymnastics, tennis, whatever you did, be your best. But try your best to be better than. Yeah. Well, I agree with, with everything that one. You do, with everything you do. You know, it's so, it's also brain power because as, as a uh, choreographer, you have to invent and come up with ideas and routines. Uh, how, what inspires you? Is it the music that inspires you to do this, or do you dream it, or how do you come up with these ideas? It's happened any way you can think of it happening. The music will inspire videos for me, um, the artists, you know, what they do and what I like about them can inspire it. It's anything, and it comes whenever. I, I, I really always say it's from God. It sounds really <laughs> um, crazy to some people, but for me, it's a, it's a gift. And I'm thankful for it. I think uh, George Balanchine said it best. It's like God creates mankind assembles. So I think I'm able to assemble amazing things and design them in my head. And then you have the right dancer, the right artist, brings it life for you. That's what I was about to say, that the artists sometimes, the artists you're working with, like Beyonce, for example, they have their own ideas. You often create off the personality of of the celebrity you're working with. You do. I think uh, people who are who I think are legends or people who will be legends. You work with them. You know, some people you walk in and they say, "Okay, what show me what, what I'm going to do," which I like too. That's fine. But it's always even more fun when you're part of a collaborative process with an artist or a dancer. That's 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 just, that's the biggest. That's the best. Well. I was reading somewhere that you worked with Jim Carrey, or you you choreographed his movie, uh, The Table Guy. Now he's a comedian, yeah. so how was that? You had to that was that fun because you had to come up with some kind of comedic dance, correct? Well, you, once again, someone like him, he's a you know genius. So <laughs> you kind of just at some point find yourself trying to keep up with him because he has these ideas, and maybe doesn't know dance so well, but he has an idea of where he's like to start what he happened in the middle, maybe how to end. And you just kind of show things. He's like, yeah, and he'll get down there and try it with you. That's what I love. Got on the floor and tried a bunch of things. Yeah, that, that's always awesome. People who collaborate, it's awesome. Love it. Well, it must have been fun to, um, when you uh, worked with Beyonce as well, because you, you work with her in Crazy in Love. Crazy in Love, uh, Naughty Girl, Baby Boy. I worked with her um, and Kelly and Michelle uh, on their last tour, the Destiny's Child tour, and um, they, those albums and video, those videos rather. Yeah, nice, I mean, amazing. Very talented well, people nicer. bring out the best in me. I'm sorry. I was saying it was even nicer working with her because you got an MTV award from that, didn't you? Crazy in love. <laughs> That's true. I did. I did. And but you know that. Those those awards, and I'm so thankful for all of them, and all the ones I've received all over the world. But it, the process is what I really enjoy the most, because I'm, I know there's sometimes that we've done work ourselves, or maybe we've seen our friends work and wondered why they're not getting it. But you can't make that the the main thing. It's just a nice after effect, I guess you would say. Well, 
extremely nice because you ended up with uh, four others, four other yeah. MTV Awards. <laughs> Yeah, and, thanks and to Vogue. And the DuPont Hall of Fame. What is it? DuPont Manual Hall of Fame? What is that? Yeah, du- yeah DuPont uh, Manual is a school I went to. I went to performing arts, but the um, educational yeah. part of right across the street was DuPont Manual High School. And um, my teacher, my one of my dance teachers here, David Thurman, got them to um, induct me. Well, you, you know, you have to put someone up. And I guess they looked at my work and said, well, he's the youngest person we've ever inducted about 10 or more years ago. Maybe more because wow. I was in my 30s. But um, the next person that was getting at that same time with me was in his 70s, I think. So it was nice. It was nice. Very nice. Now, you know, Jerry yeah. has been really sweet and quiet. He's probably been saying, well, when is she going to ask me about Michael? <laughs> so I am going to ask you about Michael now. But I'm going to ask first, uh, how did you land your job with Michael? And uh, oh, began, you, you know, began a very long sojourn with him. Yeah, Michael was having an audition for Smooth Criminal, and you know he'd already done the one in Bad. I told my friends in New York, now when he when he does the audition for Bad, I'm going to fly to New York and I want to audition. Well, they never called me about the audition, and um, I did have some friends in LA that said, well, you know, they have one here for Smooth Criminal, so well, I want to be there. And it started it was a long process, but I did it. I got my union card. Yeah, I think I got my union card doing that job. Wow. Yeah, three months. Three months of shooting. Has it worked? Three months? Wow. Three months. And then he he brought you aboard initially as a dancer, and how did you become the choreographer? Just over time, he trusted you? Yes, I guess there was a... Michael was always... I had done Resignation with Janet. And Michael had done Captain EO, and he always kind of wanted to do another version of those things, but live on stage. And so the song was going to be jammed, and I guess he didn't have any ideas. He said, well, what would you do? And so I whipped out something and said, that's it. And it literally started that day. That day it started. He wow. said, I want this. I want Lavelle to do it. And that was it. And I did it. And um, he pretty much gave me free reign. I got to do the music, the sound effects. The whole nine. Was he fun yeah, to work with? Absolutely fun. I think that's what I miss most is laughing with him, getting the job done, but laughing. Laughing, having fun, sharing stories, telling jokes. Yeah, surprising, you know, trying to scare each other. Just having fun, but really getting the job done, too. I miss that. Well, I was thinking about that, that you probably missed him, and then I, I thought, does does uh, Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson, bring back memories, especially when hearing the songs and seeing the impersonators and watching some of the, the Michael Jackson dance numbers? Does that bring back memories? You know, it does. It does. And it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And I think during Invincible, like I say, I do these shows all over the world, but this is my first one in America, and I'm so happy to be doing it because, yeah, it's every emotion. You know, there's, there's sometimes I want to cry, and and that's okay. But there's sometimes I want to laugh because I remember how that was created or what it, you know how we got to that point. And just different. I'm on. It's a, it's a it's a journey. Invincible takes me on a journey. Uh, great memories and and funny stories, but more importantly, it keeps Michael alive to me and to his fans and to anybody who doesn't know him. They get to know him now. 
Exactly. What you know, and this is sort of a personal question, but what do you know or have experience with Michael Jackson that you've been privileged to know that most people don't know in terms of your relationship as a friend and and employee of Michael? Michael is loyal. I always say is because I you know I believe his spirit lives on and. So, and does also his work. So I sometimes catch myself saying is, some people don't like that, but he is, was, is, and will always be to me one of the most loyal people I've ever met in my life. Loyal and honest. Honest. Yeah. Now, that's a good quality to have. It is. That's, and a hard one to keep in a business like, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no but, business like show business. That's right. That's right. <laughs> The show that you're engaged in at the moment is Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson. And they're going to be putting on a tour, and they're working on it now. Uh, it's going to kick off at New Jersey Pack in Newark, New Jersey, on Saturday, June 13th at 8 p.m. And also at the Apollo Theater on June 19th at 7 p.m. in Harlem. So what could you tell the listeners? of your involvement with it? Well, you know, we're, we're creating a lot of things. I get to show, you know, show these guys, these young dancers, these talented dancers, how me and Michael put it together and what it took. And really, I want them to have fun. This is time for them to express themselves. And I think one thing I think if Michael was looking down on this show, he would say, they're doing it right. They're doing it right. They're singing songs that he never sang on stage, which I love. Songs that I would sometimes oh, try to get him to do on stage. <laughs> he'd say, well, oh, I can't do it because it's not a hit. And I, but, but now I get to look at, look at someone do this and sing this, and it's an honor. It's an honor for me to be a part of this show. I'm not going to lie to them. I want them to do the best. It will be hard work, but it will be so well worth it. And anybody who comes to see it is going to see what these young dancers and what this band and what Dan has put together. This is not easy, but he's done it. He's done it. I know. Darren, you want to say something? You want to kick in now? Uh, I'm just sitting here, you know, enjoying Lavelle speak about the show, but definitely, you know, it's a labor of love for me. Um, we're creating a show that uh, I want to have a long, a longevity in the business and for people to really feel the spirit and feel like they can um, touch uh, Michael's essence like no other. And that's that's what it's all about. Bringing Lavelle aboard this year was a labor of love from him and myself. And, you know, as I, as I said earlier, um, the cast is just so happy that he's there. He's the missing link to what we're trying to do in our mission. And I'm just so thankful that we are able to join forces this year uh, and bring you the 2015 version of Invincible. Well, how do you feel, um, Lavelle, about working with the two impersonators? Do you feel that they've captured Michael? Well, you know, Michael knew some of the people in his day, you know, in our day, that were doing him. He was still alive then. And some of them, you know, he thought, wow, this person's really good. And for a person to say that about a person that's 
imitating them. I mean, I, I think I saw even a show of a show, a Michael Jackson show when Michael was alive. They had an impersonator, and they had a guy that was doing me. So I thought, I thought it was awesome. You know, had my hair cut, had my clothes on, and I thought this wow. is awesome. So, so I think he would be thrilled. He would be thrilled because they're doing it right. They're not cutting any corners. These people, everyone's pitched in. Everyone's giving their heart. You know, Michael is all about the heart and about honesty and truth and hard work, hard work. And that's what we're doing. And I think anybody who comes to see that is going to get that right away. Right away. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to the magic that everybody's going to bring about. I want to ask you another question. Speaking of the heart, tell me about the home of the innocent. Oh, you know, that is uh, an orphanage in my hometown, Louisville, Kentucky. And whenever I can, I like to do that. I like to, people who may not get a chance to take a workshop from me or a master class or hear a lecture, I can go there to them. And these are kids who have been maybe, um, have, you know, disadvantaged lives or emotional development problems or behavioral problems. But when I walk in and we put the music on, it doesn't matter. We're all just humans and we're having fun and we're dancing. And that's what I'll be doing here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, right here. Would you like to, to work with the youth and, and bring them forward and, and look for people to mentor in, in the dance uh, business? Yeah, I do. And I, don't, and I don't mind if they don't ever dance again because anything you can learn in dance, you can use that if you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, a librarian, a minister. You can use the discipline of dance to do so many things. So I say always, you know, just do it. It's fun. If you love dancing, do it. You have to do it for life. But I promise you, I always want to dance. You don't have to do it for life. But what you learn from it, you can take with you for the rest of your life. Well, I have two left feet, and the only time I ever dance well is when I'm dreaming. See, no, <laughs> I don't believe that. I believe, you know, Mick Jagger <laughs> kind of said this thing, thing to me one time, and I said, you know, everybody can dance. And, of course, we all know Mick Jagger has a signature move, but he has so much more than that. If you love to dance, you can dance. That's my thing. Well, they say so. Well, you know what? At the end of the show, there's going to be a, a meet-and-greet reception, and uh, you'll get a chance to meet all your fans. Do you look forward to that? Always, always. The questions, I never get to talking about Michael, talking about my life in dance, what dance has done for me, and what I can share is, is what I have, so I'm always willing to share that. If you want to know, just ask me. Uh, we're We're getting close to the end of our show, so... It's been my pleasure to have you uh, join us, uh, oh, LaBelle Smith Jr. and and Darren. Well, Darren's been around gabbing away, and that's his forte. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say uh, before we end the show that uh, people can get their tickets uh, for New Jersey Tech and for the Apollo Theater at Kipper New Jersey Tech. They can call the box office at 888 Four six six five seven two two, and for the Apollo Theater, they can call two one two five three one five three zero five. And like I said, uh, you can go to Ticketmasters for both shows. One show, uh, New Jersey Pack, is on June thirteenth at uh, eight p.m., and the Apollo is on June nineteenth at seven p.m. And well, here we are. The curtain has dropped, and we're ready to go. But it's been my great pleasure talking to Darren Ross and, and uh, Laval Smith Jr. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay. 
And this is the Blake Radio Network Rainbow Soul. I'm Deirdre Schuler, your host. And I want to thank my listeners for making my topic topically yours. There's a place in your heart, and I know that it is love. And this place can be brighter than tomorrow. And if you really try, you'll find there's no need to cry. In this place, you feel there's no hurt or sorrow. There are ways to get there if you care enough for the living. Make a little space, make a better place, heal the world, make it a better place, for you and for me and the human race. There are people like you, if you care enough for living, make a better place for you. my audience for making my topic topic be yours. You've been listening to the Blake Radio Network Rainbow Soul. <laughs>